0: This is Revolting with Steve and Robot on the Cycling Independent, episode 73, Single Track for All with Ashley Duffus.
1: Content warning. We swear and explore mature subject matter, which is actually mostly immature subject matter on this podcast. Uh, farts and masturbation are probably going to come up. You've been warned. Beat it. Good morning, Robot. Or, oh, wait a second. Good Afternoon, good afternoon.
0: It's yeah. Evening. This is weird to be afternooning with you both. Uh, we have Ashley with us today. Welcome, Ashley. Hi,
1: special guest star.
0: And we should uh, confess to everyone that this is the second time we're recording this entire show because we fucked it up last time. <laughs>
2: oh, no, not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you're gonna tell them. I fucked yeah. it up last time.
1: Okay. Well, Ashley fucked I think it up last a... time.
0: It was a collaborative fuck-up.
2: I, um, I did a lot of it.
1: You can, well, judge, yeah. you we, can blame we, it all on me. We didn't know. A robot and I barely, barely have this uh, ship afloat uh, as it is. And so to add a third personality with oh. the techno- uh. technological pitfalls uh, was just... It was, we were destined for failure, I think.
0: Yeah. This is like that thing at the circus where they're on the tightrope but like multiple people and they've got a chair on their shoulders and there's a bear on the chair. (laughs) That's what this is like. (laughs) We can't, we're all going to fall off the thing with a bear and get, yeah. Here's a thing that (laughs) happened to me the other day. I went and this, I think it says something about us is I went to the post office to mail someone a t-shirt and uh, buy your TCI t-shirts, everyone. And um, I stood in a very long line of disgruntled people. And then when I got to the counter, the guy was like, hey, we need help at the post office. And he handed me a card. He's like, you'd be good here. Nobody else got in the line, got recruited to work at the post office. But me,
1: (laughs) you have the temper. What does that
2: say about you?
0: Well, I walked out really thinking that I had the card in my hand and I was like, Part of me wants to be flattered that this guy thinks I'd be good at something. But what is he really saying?
1: I think it's a matter of having you've got it. You've got the temperament. You have your your he he could detect that you have uh, a real even keel equilibrium. mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe everybody else was seething the whole time and their faces were all scrunched up and you were just sitting there like looking stupid like you always do like totally blissed out
0: well that's what i think i think he was like oh this fucking guy has given up already he's perfect what i I was gonna say
2: is not so nice oh i mean
0: you should say that then
2: no it's just i mean are you giving off curmudgeon vibes everywhere that you go that's what I—that's what I think of when I think of the people at the post office. Sorry, people at the post office.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving off curmudgeon vibes. Let's do this. I mean, you and I have only spent one hour together, sort of previously. <laughs> Let's do this time together, and then at the end, you can tell me how curmudgeonly you feel. I, I am. mean, although I—I don't think you are. So you know. I'm probably my best self on this show. One this hour,
1: is, one hour a week. He's his best. Yeah, this self. is the
0: apex of my week. Ninety-ninth <laughs> <99th> percentile. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm just like in the closet doing M&M raps up until we start this thing.
1: Mom spaghetti.
0: Yeah, mom spaghetti. I love mom uh,
1: spaghetti. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna throw my vote in and say that it's just because he detected that you you are unfazed by stuff. And, that. Uh, you know, to, to be, to work at the post office, uh, you have to be, you have to be unfazed by stuff uh, you, I mean, the, the, term going postal started, um, you know, because people were going postal, it's not, there's a reason it's not an easy place to work. It, it, it nothing, it never slows down. You never get a break. The mail keeps coming and you get done with the day and it starts I mean, I guess the same thing it could be said uh, anywhere you work, about anywhere you work. But that place seems especially challenging. And so they saw you and they thought, this guy's got the personality for it.
0: Yeah, maybe. He was sort of chuckling
1: when he was like, you'd be good here.
0: And he handed me the card. I was like... <laughs>
1: have you interacted with this guy before? No. Mm.
0: Um, and I have interacted with a lot of people there who are very angry. Uh, the, the, the employees, they are pissed.
1: I love going to the post office, my old post office in Oakland. Uh, I, I won those ladies over so sincerely and they were the grumpiest, like (laughs) no nonsense, took no shit from anyone. And, uh, I was just in there, what a month ago. And, uh, I was like, uh, what's up, Rodell, or whatever her name was—I can't remember. She's like Steve; like <laughs> she's so excited to see me. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like everybody else there is like, who is this dude, and why is she being so nice to him? But maybe, maybe you and I should stop podcasting and just
0: get to work
1: get the carrying post mail. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. But I do. I do like you know trying to like uh, taking those extra steps to make. Their existence is nicer and it's not saccharine sweetness. It's sincere kindness that I extend to these people. And every time I go in, I learn their names and I chat with them and I don't take up a bunch of time. And I say, thank you. And I say, please. And I mean, it's just so ridiculous that that's what it takes to just be, to be civil with too. these people. And that I makes I do that better. shit too.
0: But here in Massachusetts, we have what's called mass holes. Uh-huh. And uh, the people at the post office are mass holes and it doesn't matter like how like, oh, I've got all my stuff ready. I don't have to like go away with a pen and come, that I borrowed from you and come back. I don't need your tape. I am ready to rock and I'm courteous and I'm patient. Doesn't matter.
1: Mm. Well, you don't I'm have gonna, an accent either. It's clear that you're not from there. And that's a fact. And aren't Northerners a little biased? Like. You know?
0: everyone everywhere is biased against people they don't think are locals. Huh. True. OK, I, I want to tell one more story, and I know this is really indulgent. Normally, Steve will does all the talking. So <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot. <laughs> but I wanted to say one more thing that <laughs> happened to me yesterday is I was laying on the couch drinking a refreshing seltzer beverage, as you do. What flavor? Um, Grapefruit. OK, perfect. and i want to hear why it's relevant in just a moment but but so i'm in a laying down position and i'm drinking the seltzer and my wife uh goes to the front window and looks out the window there are leaf blowers i can hear leaf blowers as you can hear 24 hours a day here literally someone is you leaf blowing something 24 hours a day but she's standing at the window and she says oh That one dude is blowing that other dude off. (laughs) And she said it, it was like totally guileless. Like she wasn't trying to make a funny. She was describing what was in front of her. And I, on the couch, in my laying down position, with a mouthful of seltzer, immediately shot seltzer into my sinuses. Like, like I almost fucking drowned. I almost drowned in one mouthful of seltzer. And, so, and I had to roll over really fast, because I was on my back, right? Like, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, that's how they died. So I roll I roll over really fast and I'm trying to keep the seltzer from coming out of my nose and mouth simultaneously. And that's when my wife turns around and realizes what she said and begins to laugh, which makes me laugh harder. And the seltzer is just I'm just fucked.
3: (laughs) So that happened.
1: Oh, that's a good way to start the day. Oh, Um, thank you for that.
0: So why, why was the flavor of my seltzer relevant?
2: Well, I mean, we just got to know if you're drinking what everybody's drinking or if you're, you know, a little more out there, which oh. I would say grapefruit is probably the most popular seltzer flavor. So way to be is original. It, was Come it a on. LaCroix?
0: It was not. I don't care for the, lo, lo, the LaCroix. I don't need awesome. it. So,
1: somebody, somebody described LaCroix La- as, as uh, 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 it's like drinking seltzer water and then somebody cut open a piece of fruit in the other room that was, the, that was I how heard I one that's, it
2: not to one up what you just said but I heard one that made me laugh really hard it's like you're drinking something and somebody yells strawberry in your ear <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean same. Like I, that. Same, I same. don't drink
2: that stuff anymore uh, because why? do you want to know or not? I do because there's apparently no regulation of the plastics content in the water that they use for it
1: I've heard Lacrosse
0: that. Lacrosse specifically, or
1: uh,
2: any sparkling water.
1: Oh, I've heard that well, as well.
0: I've, I've pre-accepted my death, Ashley. Mm. So, well, me too. I'm, I'm fine just, with that. You it know. has
1: really weird. It has artificial flavorings and like MSG and all kinds of other nonsense in it as well.
0: Yep. It. T- I was going to say that to me, most of them and i i like them uh, most of them taste like seltzer water that someone has sprayed furniture polish in like i can't i can't drink the lemon one because i just feel like i'm actually hydrating with pledge uh,
2: drinking pledge.
3: pledge yeah
2: yum yeah now get i really those, want uh, now i really want a lemon lacroix
1: you get the soda stream machine and make your own bubble water except then you're you're uh, supporting uh, the palestinian occupation somehow Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you just can't fucking win. I just big, want some bubble big water. Bubble. Big bubble. It's, it's big It's <laughs> supporting big, bubbles, fucking big fucking bubble. <laughs> bubble. <laughs> everything. Fucking damn everything up. damn uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's bang out some uh, music picks. I think the yours is the same as it was last time, wasn't it? That we tried this. Mine? Uh-huh. No,
2: they have to be new. Oh. Uh. I mean, uh, I'm just a guest, but I'm just saying they have to be. Are you, pick, I,
1: I, it, are you picking a different one, Ashley? Because yours yep. was a, a banger. You can you should probably pick both your okay, this week and we can last pick The week's. same
0: music. And now I'm going to shift my I'm going to pick a different one instead of the one that we're all looking at. So I'm I. Uh, bleh, bleh. Previously, <laughs> I picked a band called Working Man Noise Unit. It's an unfortunate name, I think. Working Man Noise Unit. They're British. And so I give them a little bit of s- slack for thinking that they're using a cool American name when they're not. Um, but they're really good. Uh, and they have, uh, I picked their first record before their second record is called It's Not Nothing. And it sounds like a melodic, a melodic or fugazi.
1: A work band noisy in it sounds like a melodic or fugazi. Is that what we're,
0: that's what I just
1: said. Oh, okay.
0: I also made up the word melodicer. There's a lot of <laughs> words in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of syllables.
0: Yeah, I enjoy that record. I've been listening to it. Uh, I like both of their records, and I want—I—I I want them to be successful
4: and maybe change their name.
2: You should tell them that.
4: I'll get—I'll get in touch. Suggestion um, yeah. box. They'll probably listen.
1: Uh, yeah. Did I? Uh, did I? I—I I think I picked. Uh, 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 Sam I Am's newest record the last time we tried this it's called Stowaway.
0: Stowaway are you going to do that again or i think are you going to listen ag- to Ashley?
1: Uh, I'm going to do that again. Well, nobody should uh, listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to do I think I'm going to do it again because I have been listening to it quite a bit but I've also uh, been listening to the newest record by the Chicago noise duo Juna at, 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 but I've been listening to that a lot and I'm probably going to bring that up again in the like the next episode we record um, because it was a week solid that I was listening to um, that I was listening to stowaway and, and Sam, I am, I just, I mean, they're like near and dear to my heart. I think I read somewhere that like the two most, the two highest sale selling records on some uh blabbermouth or something was Metallica's new record. And then Sam, I am was number two. And so next. like. That's nuts. Oh, yeah, I got two. I know, it's fucking crazy. So, they sold
0: six records that week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like Bay Area's favorite sons, uh, back-to-back, mm. one and two, and I think that's pretty cool. I hope you're going to talk about Juna next week. I uh, will, because holy Because we need Christ. to hype them. Oh, my God. They've just played two shows in Massachusetts, and one I in know. Austin and one in Boston. You weren't at either of those. I and know. And the, the, the reviews, people have said they just... They just tore the venues apart like I've seen them playing with two other people and then I've seen them playing with the the vocalist who is like. Is like PJ Harvey on fucking speed and then this drummer who's just maniacal and I get to see them in June and I am so excited.
0: I fucked it up. I didn't go. I olded. I olded was my problem
1: that God. was it that's the only reason
0: well i had a conflicting plan and if i hadn't olded so hard i would have done the plan and then gone to the show but it was like more than i could process in a single evening mm. uh, but i fucked it up because i think juna is great i what is her name diane donna or donna diane or uh i forget her name but she she rules she uh, rules she is very pj harvey ask but in her d- But, ability not, but to,
1: not at the same time, it's just like it's just she there are some melodies and there are some, I don't know, inflections or tonality that I hear similarities. But that's really where it ends. She is her. They are their own beast, but she I, is
0: powerful. And the drummer dude beats the fuck out of him, which I always like in a drummer. Oh and man. so it's, good job them.
1: Yeah. So we got I got two. But I'll go on about. I'll probably say all the same things I said about Juno next week. But you always should Sam. I am Stowaway and the new record from Juno, whatever it's called.
0: I'm only putting one in the
1: notes, so okay. Sam, I am's fine. Oh. Great, <laughs> A- Ashley, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, 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 Illu- Ashley, Ashley. Illuminate do you, us. What do you have? Okay.
2: Well, my pick last week was Blackwater Holy Light, which inspired the one that I'm picking this week, anyway. So it's kind of all the same thing, but. uh, should we talk about who that is yeah. I don't know this yeah. uh, I did look it up they're they are from Portland so it's an all women melodic stoner metal band from Portland that Black I just Water, saw Holy a couple of weeks yep just saw a couple weeks ago and they're fucking awesome they are uh uh, but then I was looking for music this week because I am always trying to make playlists for myself and I wanted a playlist with Blackwater Holy Light on it. So I went down a rabbit hole and I remembered uh, this other band, Chelsea Wolf. Oh, yeah. And I f- love Chelsea Wolf, And so now we're back in that and it's it's good for the gloomy fucking stupid weather that we are having out here.
0: I was going to say <laughs> Chelsea Wolf is bro- broody.
2: Yes. Well, yesterday I was driving home to go ride and it was sunny in town and I made it five minutes out of town towards my house and it started fucking snowing.
1: <laughs> oh, no shit. It, it definitely had a smell yesterday. Like yep. I could I couldn't sleep for shit night before last. And so I was like in and out of bed until about one o'clock. Just a, just a total zombie. And uh, and then at one point the sun came out and I was like, I have to, I got to get after this. Yep. Now. And, um, and it was the same thing. Like I was riding, it was sunny and then I'm, I turn a corner and it it's Just like, a wall. Oh fuck. It's February again.
2: Yeah. Apparently forever,
1: forever. Mm-hmm. The three days, everybody, I tell everybody about Pacific Northwest summers, the all three days of them are absolutely glorious. <laughs> I think it's going to be raining until, uh, like July. And then we'll have,
2: the, Two the really wave. nice days,
1: and then a heat, and then a week of hundred plus degree temperatures, and then all the trails get blown out, and then it starts raining again. Perfect. It's fucking sick. No wonder everybody's all strung out on heroin here.
0: I mean, I often think this. We, I, I, like, a big part of what I feel my job is to encourage people to get out on the trails and ride their bikes, and then at the same time, I'm like, they're only gonna fuck them up if they if they go out there. So yeah, I feel you all compl- stay inside. I feel conflicted, like. <laughs> Maybe everybody just Netflix and chill, or whatever it is that you do, and uh,
4: making babies.
0: I'll go do bike riding.
4: Okay. Uh, uh,
0: Okay. So we're gonna take a, a very brief break right now to say things about our sponsor, and we'll be right back.
4: Revolting is sponsored by the homies at Shimano North America.
0: They're hoping that you bunch of knuckleheads will check out their sweet new road wheels. Have you seen them? At 105 Ultegra and Durace levels, they have carbon disc wheels you can afford that are as well-made as everything they make. One thing I really like about them is they're not rolling billboards. They're they're low-key. You know, they're aero, they're tubeless-ready. They're all those good things, too. Do us and yourself a favor and... Give them a look at road.shimano.com. Now we're back. Sweet, we're back.
1: Hey, uh, so... Ashley, this... I love
2: being able to see you. <laughs> <laughs> we just really needed to redo the whole thing so you could see my face.
0: It just makes such a difference because now I can see that you're chuckling so...
1: Uh... <laughs> there's a s- lot
2: of that that's going a on joke. over here.
1: Telling a joke and hearing her chuckle, but maybe she's also crying. You're not really sure what's going on on the other side.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's very hard to read emotionally.
1: It's pressure. I'm glad we got to do this again as well. And uh, so for this episode, we have Cycling Luminary, uh, Ashley Duffus, who is the owner of Prime Mover and Shaker behind the Cosmic Dirt Apparel Company, whose mission it is to make clothing for everybody in all caps. Who wants to ride bikes meaning in the widest range of sizes possible uh, we're going to talk about shifting the bike industry further towards inclusivity it's going to be a lot of bike content probably maybe uh and also what it's like to find your place in a world uh when you're an introvert <laughs> did it again, inveterate Chaos agent, <laughs> Jesus! I did that last time too.
0: I know that's why I'm laughing extra this time. <laughs>
1: Thanks. I love making
0: you say words.
1: Yeah, but sounds like my mouth moves faster than my brain does, I think, or my brain moves faster than my mouth does. It's, they're they're not same. on the same page though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so Ashley runs uh, CosmicDirt.net, and uh, that's is something that you're going to want to bookmark, listeners. Um, and uh, we have a bunch of questions that we asked her last time, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll actually um, investigate a little bit further on some of the topics that we brought up previously uh, this time around. So question one, Ashley, before we get to uh, missions and big ideas, because our audience is slow, And they need a warm up first. Tell us about your bike riding. How'd you get into bikes? What's your favorite kind of ride? Uh, What do you do now? Where do you ride? What do you like to do in the daytime? Hopes, dreams, plans, schemes. Nightmares. Go.
2: This is funny because I'm sitting here thinking, what did I say last time? It was good. So I say exactly the same thing again or wait but the listeners don't know that so Mm -hmm. then it doesn't (laughs) fucking matter
0: this is inception but then i'm like i
2: want (laughs) to say something else so it's different but i don't remember what i said cool great anyway uh i've been riding bikes my whole life pretty much uh my dad worked at a bike shop when i was born and i like you know have pictures of me learning to ride as a kid and like grew up bike meeting down in oregon and we had one car so that was the only way i could get anywhere like my whole childhood and um i didn't really find mountain bikes until i was like 2021 and i was living in bend oregon and i needed something to do between uh ski seasons and so i ended up on mountain bikes trying to like find a similar feeling and then it turns out i really like bikes better than skiing because snow kills you a lot faster than dirt does so now i just ride bike time.
4: Stay, out, stay out of the snow correct me if i'm wrong but you were a uh what i would call a ripping ass skier you were yeah you were
2: i would i would say so i mean
4: No, I mean,
0: I think what you said last time that I recall is that you were skiing between 50 and 100 days a year. Yep. And there was nothing, there was no bump, no slope, no
4: woods you wouldn't ski.
2: Pretty much. Um, I moved to Bellingham in 2010 because Baker is kind of one of the gnarlier places to ski. And yeah, I was skiing like 100 days a year and uh, like you know, not paying attention to trail maps or you know, black diamond, whatever. I remember having a chip on my shoulder about people who cared what type of run they were doing and what I... so, um, but yeah. And then I was kind of forced out of that sport due to my size. Um, actually quite literally couldn't find ski pants that fit one year. And I was like, well, I guess I don't do this anymore. So, you said that That's to fun. me before, and I, wa- I went away from
0: our uh, thing last time, and that made me mad. Because I really like skiing, and I was yeah. like, how can you be a ripping-ass skier and not be... Like, that just made me, made me mad. But uh, I, I don't need to... You, you've been mad about that yourself, so yeah. I'm not going to... You go on with your story.
2: No, that was, I mean, that was pretty much the story. Um, it made me mad, so I pretty much stopped doing, you know, all of the things that kind of made me me for a really long time. and it took about five years and a lot of depression and a lot of sitting around wondering who the fuck am I? Uh, before I got back on a mountain bike and I think, Oh man, my first day back on a mountain bike, I think I made it two miles and I just fucking cried. Cause I was like, it's been so long since I've done anything. I can't do this. Like, you know, <laughs> like, two miles of flat in Bend, Oregon. And that was really hard for me. But at this point now I'm like, I, I was actually thinking about that. I guess man, like, I went from not being able to do that at all, being able to ride quite a lot of things where I live and the riding in Bellingham is not easy. So. That Did you crazy. feel
1: any degree of inspiration to sort of, uh, as you propel this frustration and this in, in, in ex, or this exclusivity that you experienced in the ski world. uh, Did you have any of these little seeds of like, well, fuck it. If I can't find anything that fits me, like I'm going to be the person that takes charge. Or you just kind of hung your skis up and wandered away with your head hung low until Um, cosmic dirt sort of uh, took root.
2: So at the time that I stopped skiing and biking, I kind of was just really dejected and felt like, okay, this, you know, outdoor industry doesn't seem to think that I belong. So maybe I don't. Um, And there weren't people like me that were visible doing any of the things. There were not plus size athletes in ads or movies or Instagram wasn't even a thing back then. So like, (laughs) it was, you know, I guess I don't fit. So I guess I have to stop doing this thing instead of um just being like fuck it i'm gonna do it anyway which my mindset has changed a lot over the last few years to now i think you want to do something you to do it and it doesn't matter if you don't fit um but yeah i pretty much just took the information that was given to me by things not fitting and just went away and that really sucks because i think if i had had the mindset I have now, I probably would still be skiing at that level and I would probably be a completely different person. But it also turned me into the person I am now. So that's okay. Um, but when I got back into bikes, I was like, um, I basically hit a point where I was so depressed and just didn't have any physical outlets or, you know, wanted to be outside, but didn't, you know, have a way to do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a mountain bike. And I'm just gonna try it again because it was something that I loved, and I don't really care. And I just rode in like, you know, old navy leggings and vans and t-shirts, and like had a terrible BMX helmet. And like, I see pictures of myself then, and I'm like, <laughs>
1: I, oh, didn't, that shit, I didn't. I didn't care shit's at actually, all. I think that shit's cooler than <laughs> yeah. like, like because, because that shows that, like you, you don't need you don't need the gear. Like that's the thing that I've always been attracted to in cycling is. There's always the, the people with the nice stuff, but then you see the people in the cutoffs yeah. and the, in the hiking boots and, and they, to me, and, and as I was sort of brought up in mountain biking, they were the ones that posed the real threat. Like they were the ones that gave no fucks and were probably way gnarlier than some clown in stretchy pants and tap shoes. Although, yeah. you know, the, I, they thought- each, they each pose their own sort of threat. I
2: feel that way. I feel that way now for sure. Like now I'm kind of like, I don't care. I'll just go ride my bike and overalls and whatever. I, you know, it doesn't matter, but I definitely went through this phase of like, you know, I'm back in this sport and I'm already hyper aware that I do not belong, uh, at least according to what I've been told. And so I want to find a way to assimilate more. And I want the cool brand new gear. I want the you know, the Smith helmet that everybody had for a couple of years. And I want, you know, all of the everything. So I look like I know what I'm doing so that my like body type and my ability doesn't, you know, immediately make people write me off. Like I want to look like I belong here in some fashion. So I like, you know, got really into all of that stuff and then kind of, you know, was complaining about not having clothing. And then I realized like I can just start my own brand. So I did.
1: How long has cosmic dirt been an official uh th- thing on the planet? Is that
4: <laughs> like a crater?
1: Like, yeah.
2: like, like uh, well, an I don't asteroid know. hit? And
0: now it's a. Cr-
2: it just happened. I don't know. Uh, the business was started in December 2020.
1: So. Oh, okay. I've oh, that was reason- a really
0: easy time to start a business.
1: I thought it was so I thought that you that you'd been involved in it in some way for much longer than that no I
2: started selling stuff a little over two years ago that is fucking amazing it's exploded because I own some,
0: and I don't know you, I mean, I, I know you a little now, but, like, I owned some
4: before I knew you, like,
2: I, I live 3,000 miles away from you, that? Dude, I've
4: That's got
3: really people, cool.
2: I've got people in Australia ordering $200 worth of shit, and the shipping is, like, $100 for them to, you know, order this box of hoodies and t-shirts to Australia, and they're doing it because I'm the only brand that i still still that i know of that is like here's some cool shit and you belong in this sport and that's the end of it like but seriously like australia there's people in like i think i've sent stuff to like germany romania japan like all kinds of places all over that and i'm like i don't know how these people are hearing about it but
1: they are Internet, man! Internet goes everywhere. I love the internet. Do Do you feel any degree of pressure that you, you sort of like become this accidental face or this accidental spokesperson for this uh, expanding the visibility of of what a what a cyclist looks like?
2: Mm, a little. What
1: an athlete looks like. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's like so. Part of my, you know, realization back when I started writing again was that, like, I didn't have role models that looked like me. And I'm sure that there are other people that feel that way. And if I can use my connections and, you know, apparent success to be more visible so that more people like me can feel like there is, you know, because I wouldn't have started <laughs> are you picking your teeth with a knife?
3: I uh... am. <laughs>
0: whoa that was an aggro move sorry listeners at home uh steve just used a, a well, I don't know a fucking bowie knife as a toothpick a
1: fucking
2: chef's knife
1: i love a piece of broccoli stuck in my teeth and it's bugging the fuck out of me get it out Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: That's just one of the pro moves you're going to find here on the revolting podcast. Oh, (laughs) man, that was Um, revolting. I I mean, I think it's (laughs) I think it is worth sort of circling that topic in the sense
4: that. um, It's a lot to ask of anyone who is uh, not already included.
0: in a in a culture or subculture to not only find their way in. And not only participate against whatever odds are stacked against them, but also to be an avatar or whatever
4: it is they represent, it's bullshit. You know, it's like um, no one should have to carry that uh, with them. And sure, there's going to be people and maybe you're one of them who's willing
0: to, to say, yes, I will take on some of that burden. But it's like. I mean, just as someone uh, I belong to, a, um, a, all of the demographics that I belong to are greenlighted for all of the activities. And I have a hard enough time doing the activities just with my own shitty self. Um, if someone was erecting barriers I or saying, like, well, you need to represent, um, you know, bow-legged, um whatevers, I'd be like,
1: I don't, I don't. i saw where that was find some other boat-legged dork (laughs) (coughs) i get i get what i I get what you're saying though but is it is it is it kind of exciting like this is uncharted territory you're 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 a unicorn i am a
2: unicorn yeah kind of uh i mean i'm the only person like me that i know of that's in kind of like the more gravity fed mountain bike space as an athlete period There's a couple people that I'm aware of. Um, The two gals from All Bodies on Bikes, Marley Blonsky and Haley Kornhauser, like, were the first people that look like me that were sponsored by major bike brands that did any kind of media in the cycling world at all, really. And those two are much more kind of in the gravel and commuting and like cross-country mountain bike world. And I'm much more drawn to things like going shuttling and going to Whistler and like more adrenaline but so I am like very unique in my form in the space that I'm in but the thing for me is I realized like have all these people willing to say yes to me because I'm that way and like like I have you know I have brands that sponsor me because I am I guess a unicorn to them and I'm like well I don't consider myself to be an athlete per se. I mean, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with that term, but the thing that I've realized is like, I'm trying to spread this message of inclusivity and everything that I do directly relates back to that. And so if I can take my neon yellow hair and put it in an ad for (laughs) like just a beer company or like anybody, like. That ad is gonna go out, somebody's gonna figure out who I am, they're gonna end up on my website or my Instagram, and then they're gonna see this message of me trying to tell everybody that they belong, and then it just gets furthered that way. So like it is a lot of pressure to be, you know, one of the people that's at the forefront of this idea, but at the same time I love it because it just means that more people like me get to like it. So yeah. if if being
1: You're here. I am here. <laughs> oh, here, that's, I think that's, I think that's brilliant. You are leading by example. And I think you're, it, and it, the the cool thing is that you are a really, you're a really beautiful individual. Like you are just, uh, you are, a. um, you are enigmatic and you're magnetic and people, uh, I like being with you. Do you and guys want me to step out of this? Uh, show, do you guys want a moment here? Well, my my observation is was that it was um why is everything that like, I feel like you guys are like too, ganging up on me here? No, no, we what love, you observa- we? No, love not it. Really, not really. <laughs> what, what, the observation I was going to make is that it, it would I would I would or I would guess maybe that it is easier for you to to fill this role because it's easy for you to not be a piece of shit. <laughs> you. <laughs> i
2: mean, a I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> you, if you, if you were a real asshole, then you'd be like, oh, I got to fucking like, I'm like the Pied Piper of all of this, these other like subsects and all these different individuals who are in, attracted to uh, riding bikes, but I, I can't be a, I can't be an asshole, uh, but to, to be more appealing to sponsors or more appealing to individuals. But you can, you're just a, you're just a very nice. Person, and you're living your life to the best of your. your be- well, you're so living your best life. Everybody's going to want a piece of that.
2: I'll tell you a story. <laughs> uh, before I really stepped into this role, I was like a huge fucking asshole. And I hated everybody. And I spent a lot of time talking shit about all kinds of different people. And then I realized that all that I wanted was to fit. And then I started like getting to know some of these different people and I'm like wait a minute we're all just a bunch of idiots just trying to live and exist and fit in however we are and some of us come across more abrasive than others and like I kind of started to just like you know give I, I hate uh, New Year's resolutions but one year I was like you know what this year I'm just gonna try to give people a chance before I judge them and that changed my life. And like, you know, there's a lot of people that I'm like, I think you're annoying, but I also acknowledge that you're just trying to live your life the way you want to. So, you know, what would
1: you, what would your have opinion have been of robot right out of the gate? <laughs> if you just saw him on the street, you'd see him and what, well. what would you think? <laughs>
3: Ashley,
0: who do you think at this point, <laughs> knowing what you know you like better, me or Steve. You know, to, to your point, to your I'm point, and, and Steve and I have talked about this a lot of times because I think both of us are also that when your self-esteem is low, you judge other people. You are aggressive to judge yourself before they can do it. Like self-deprecating humor becomes this go-to because you want to like shit on yourself before other people can shit on you. Yes. And and that sort of reflects in this like, I'm not a nice person because I my defenses are so high.
4: I'm going to like blow you out before you can say something to me that hurts me.
2: Yeah. I I would say I did a lot of that comfortable with myself
1: yeah what yeah. turned it around for you um or what, or what were the top i don't know five things that <laughs> turned it around for you
2: well first of all that you know decision that i made that i was like well there's all these people that i've, I've spent a lot of time hating that i don't even know so i'm going to give them all a chance and they can prove whether they're shitty or not and most of the people that kind of i used to not really like very much have proven to be you know really great humans and some of them are some of my closest friends now which i find to be really ironic and i think about it all i hate you and that's so stupid because i didn't even know you So, like what the fuck actually <laughs> um, yeah.
1: were you doing that I, also did you think people were doing that to you so you're just turning it around kind of is well, that sort I of felt, a,
2: a i felt like of it? people immediately judged me for being in the body that i'm in and assumed that i was not a serious I or whatever like, oh my God. what the fuck is that 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 doesn't mean anything i know more about bikes and i've spent more of my life on bikes than so many people and yeah it doesn't matter so that and then um i had a very specific conversation with a friend of mine who's a trans athlete and she was talking about her um her experience being an outcast and having people assume that she's going to be, you know, different or, you know, not feeling like she fits in because she is trans. And she was like, well, you can relate a lot to that. And I was like, you know, at first I was like, well, why would you say that to me? Like, I'm not, I'm not trans. I'm not black. I'm like very like middle-class white girl. Like, I don't feel like I have anything. To understand." she's like, well... Do you feel like you have been excluded because of your body? And do you feel like people, you know, automatically just like put you in a category of lesser because you're not, you know, fit and whatever? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, so you get it. You have a thing that makes you different that
4: like, you know, people just automatically kind of make free judgments
2: about you and your involvement for it that you do. And then that was the moment when I understood what uh, intersectionality is. And that like um pretty much everybody has a thing that they feel like makes them not good enough. And some of us have like, you know, more visible ones or things that like society doesn't, you know, accept as easily like your sexual orientation or the color of your skin or the size of your body or whatever it is. And so um once I had that conversation I realized like, oh, I started this brand to like help people like me in bigger bodies but then i realized like it can translate to literally everyone deserves to do what they want to do on the planet as long as they're not hurting anybody else so like everybody's welcome now just kind of a crazy thing to be like oh i i kind of get it well this is something that i think is really
0: clever about cosmic dirt because I think it works really well on two levels. There is a clear message of um, bodily inclusivity and, you know, the message single track for all. So if you have uh, the feeling that you want to endorse those ideas, Cosmic Dirt is a great brand for you. But also, the designs are just cool. Like, I just think, like, even if you... Even if you just come to the like, this was my thing, because I, again, I don't know you. I'm not in your scene. I'm not I don't have any uh, negative feelings about you either. But I I encountered your brand and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. This is cool. And then I was like, well, these designs are just badass. I mean, I just think they look good Uh, in a world in a cycling world where. I mean, if I'm honest, I think most of it is just cosplay, you know, I think like everyone is everyone is just like, look at me, I'm Spider-Man! Um, <laughs> and I'm sort of like, well, you're not. I'm not either, even though I'm, like, we're all, we all look foolish here. Um, but I think your stuff, and maybe it's just because I'm attracted to the aesthetic of heavy metal band t-shirts, or... Me too. <laughs> yeah, so, like, your stuff really speaks to me in that way. Um, and I think your brand actually, or any brand, has to work on multiple levels to to
4: gain legs right yeah I mean that's
2: kind of that's my aesthetic I mean I like wear a black head to toe all the time and band tease and listen to metal and it is what it is but it's like there's so much like yeah just like candy colored spandex suits and just like <laughs>
1: I don't I wanna know. Start a, like, I want to start a band called the Candy Colored Spandex Suits.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nope,
1: making a note in my dictaphone right now.
2: <laughs> you're welcome.
1: <laughs> Look at me on a candy
2: cane. Yeah. Mike, Mike and Ike's.
1: <laughs> it's
2: like, you know, well, we talked about it earlier. It's like, I don't really care what you're wearing now. Like, I want to make things that are, you know, Functionally comfortable for everyday life that you can also ride your bike in, but I also want this aesthetic of like, you know, I was like an emo kid in Seattle in high school, unlike.
1: Let's I, face I, it I, we we all are still emo kids.
2: Yeah, I'm still a yep. huge emo kid. Like,
1: <laughs> you I was know, crying I'm, just before we started recording. Uh, I was I was crying.
2: Just pre-crying.
1: I was crying into my dashboard confessional. Well, oh, perfect. Hey, wait a second. Uh, what was the... Uh, Ashley and I had a, like a, a big kids grown-up power meeting in her office the other day.
0: I wouldn't call it that. I saw that and I felt jealous. I'll be honest. I felt Sorry. jealous. Was, but I was also really intrigued by what it was about.
1: It was sick. We're going to we, do a thing. We fucking nailed this whole collaborative project down in like six bites.
2: Colab yeah, and, Goddamn and, collab.
1: and that's all we're gonna say about it.
2: Well, can I say one more thing about it? <laughs>
1: mm, no <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm no. gonna
2: talk about my end of it. You don't have to say shit, all right?
1: <laughs> oh, what well, okay, I was gonna bring up the shorts that that's why I brought up being in your office as I was taking oh. a look at the shorts. um, but no, go go ahead and, and then we can talk about the shorts later.
2: Well, now we're at an impasse because I want to know what you're gonna say.
1: No, I just want. I want to put on a pair of them, but I want to put on a pair of them that is that are way too small for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want I,
1: you to do that too. That's what we I was going to say.
2: We made black on black leopard print <laughs> jean shorts, shorts with uh, ripped in. Oh, and st- they, they are Stevel needs a pair of like kids. Twos or something,
1: size si- like wi- w- yeah, women's size like three and a half or something. Something that like really shows off my curves. Yeah. Uh, so what were you gonna? What were you gonna say? It's
0: gonna be look like a like a squirrel stuffed into a leather glove.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a rectangular squirrel. Yeah. As we've already <laughs> discussed.
2: Nice uh i I don't even know um i was gonna say the reason i texted steve the other day about a collab was because this is relevant to what we were just talking about which is why i'm telling you uh somebody was kind of up in arms at me about some of my new stuff being too provocative and um a little bit too i wanted to put the the number six 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 on them like like hold on a second do you not know that this brand is me trying to like kind of sort of piss people off a little like i'm sorry that it doesn't you know translate for you but like you know if it doesn't translate for you there's a 500 other brands oh you know over there that are different and like well um make something more offensive steve what are you doing this morning (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's
0: steve and i have been through this was someone got uh, it was episode i don't know it was like episode 50 60 somewhere it's a lot of episodes in we had a chit chat about horse semen and someone got upset like that's we do that's gross that's like uh, they were like you've gone over the line and i was like we've gone over the line like Where's as your line? Yeah. <laughs> where,
3: where the okay, fuck maybe is your we line? dwelled
0: on it longer than it was necessary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying
0: it was the best bit of podcasting we've ever done, but come on, you yeah. talk about whatever you
1: fucking want. Well, yeah. and that you know, just it's talking,
0: my podcast. Just,
1: you run your business yeah. as an artist. You've... I'm just
0: coming at you.
1: About my life experience. You run cosmic well, dirt. I don't really you, want you to know about how
2: your life experience and
1: You put your business together however you want to put your business together. Like you put your designs you make yeah. the designs you wanna make. Yeah. Fuck it. And and like you said, there's five other five hundred other companies Yeah. The, and maybe that'll fit that person's aesthetic or their sensibilities. And and that's great and good for them and go partner up and ambassador your stupid little face off but this clearly isn't this isn't your this isn't your Stees, so take a hike you want me to you want me to talk to them yeah okay we... i'll just tell them that <laughs> uh what do we got second question third question third question uh, uh we, we
0: might have to go all the way to question six we have burned a lot of daylight uh with oh hijinks.
1: goodness we, we we have no. It's good
0: hijinks. I like it. Uh, but We don't need to walk
1: up, through all, all of I'm these gonna... notes. Tell was going to cosmic. Okay, inspiration. Got that. When we invite you to come on the show, and ask asking you want to uh, talk about. Okay, I got have that. here
0: in my notes.
1: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go.
0: I have here in my notes. Um, are are tater tots better than French fries? Th- this was peripheral to the discussion, oh. but it's a thing that I've really been struggling with lately.
1: Are you ever in the opinions. mood for one over what, all what others? What are
4: your opinions? Are we all thinking right now? Steve will breaking up for you. I don't know. He's breaking. He's breaking up.
2: Oh great. Oh no.
4: He's broken. <laughs>
0: French fries are all time, obviously, but I have this experience. It started last year where I wasn't feeling real good. Uh, my tummy was upset. I was feeling a little depressed, and I made a whole fucking bowl of tater tots. Oh, yum. A whole one, and I just had it for dinner, and it fixed me. And since then, I've been like, you know, French fries are sort of like. I, I love them. And a good French fry is, you know, among the
4: best things that there is but maybe i think tater tots are better now i think they agree with you but but like okay i don't even
2: put them in the same category
3: potato like, salty potato snacks I'm, I'm, I'm forcing...
2: i mean yes. like are you putting potato chips in there no they there those are fried potatoes you're right but like if it's if it's do you want tots or do you want fries i usually want tots Siegel? i also found out recently that tots have uh most tots have lard in them and that's why they're fucking good oh i'm down with yeah. that they're not like vegan
3: oops
1: uh <laughs> i learned about tachos do you know about tachos oh yeah this, this was a big this was a big go-to for me the last couple of years i was in oakland or it's just nachos, but instead of chips, it's tater tots. So that's the shit. But we, waffle fries. I, I love a good better. waffle fry. Uh e, mm, Well that's yeah. a that's a that's a meal. A salty, a good salty, like what is it, blanched, like a salty blan- like a properly blanched French fry with a chocolate shake. I don't think there's anything better than that.
4: baby where where i ski uh which is this what where i ski is called a ski area not a ski resort
0: uh, mm. and so it's this co-op it's a co-op like the people who ski there own it and uh in the whatever the cafeteria or whatever it is there the snack bar they make this really good chili and the move is to get fries and a big bowl of chili and you just dump the fries in the chili
4: and stir it up yep uh and that's the meal
2: so up at mount baker they do salmon chowder and you can get salmon chowder fries up there Ooh. oh fuck it's outrageous i don't really, is that a know, is that
1: a food truck or is that actually like at the brick like and mortar the oh balls oh, yeah. well i'm never gonna get up there for it
2: well oh, we balls. just gotta make you some people
1: i would i mean i'm Cool with that. We could uh, sort of reverse engineer some salmon chowder fries. Ooh.
4: All right. That being solved for humanity for all time, let's get to the would you rather.
1: Uh oh. Were we doing that? Oh, that's right. Okay. There was a little bit of (laughs) confusion. There's a little bit of confusion uh, with this on my part. Uh, Would you rather have the power of urinary telekinesis or the power to ghost throat? (laughs) I spent a lot of time
2: talking about this
1: one. Ghost throat punch. So I was thinking you could like zap across the room and make somebody piss themselves. That's what I thought you were talking about. But that's not what you were referencing.
0: No, what I meant originally was because this is a big problem in my life. I'm a 50 something. Uh person, and I wake up every morning between 3 and 4.30 a.m. having to pee. And nothing I would love more than to, like, telekinesis my urine out of my body without me having to leave the bed and just dispose of it, uh, and then just go back to sleeps, you know? Uh, So that's urinary telekinesis. I like your idea, too, but the other one is the power of ghost throat punch. So... The beauty of ghost throat punch is you're at the grocery store, somebody does or says something just asinine, and you don't, you're just standing there, but you can ghost throat punch them.
1: Yeah. So if there's a third option and you could make people piss themselves, that would be, I think I would go for that. Um, you have ordered I also, off the menu. We know. I, uh, Yeah, I ordered off the secret menu. I like, I like peeing. I don't mind it. I the, my. I went to visit my (laughs) grandfather as he, he was dying. Uh, this is many years ago. And I was so fucking bored because I was just like hanging out at his house. And this is not Kennett, Missouri, you know, there's really not much going on in Kennett in 1992 or 1993 or today. Go on. And I, um, I remember getting to a, getting to a point, like I would go visit him in the afternoon, but the rest of the time I was just kind of hanging out and drawing and I was just bored. I was super bored. And then I would have to pee and I'd be like, all right, something to do. (laughs) So I don't mind. (laughs) Recreational urination? (laughs) What? I I don't mind. I don't mind peeing. But if I got, if I had the, if I had the option and you can't throw a punch people like willy nilly, this is like a once a day kind of a thing, right?
0: I think that's right. I think you can't, because you would throat punch everyone. It would just be terrible.
1: Yeah, and and I don't... For them. Also, like, getting throat punch, you, you can potentially, uh, you know, destroy somebody's larynx.
0: Oh, don't do the consequences thing that you always do, where you gave uh, it out, and then you're like, someone could really get hurt.
1: Somebody could really <laughs> get hurt. It you're is. are nice is, for this. This is just like a, like a quick chop to the neck yeah i'm still gonna take remote making somebody pee themselves
2: okay i have a question now because i spent a lot of time thinking about this if you have (laughs) the telekinesis (laughs) and you can make (laughs) and you can make your pee just be out of your body yeah can you choose where it goes oh um i don't see why not you like like are we like using our mind to pee on people
1: you could you could put your pee in somebody else's pants. That would be a that's a whole new option. Oh man!
4: So Ashley, I, I'm
0: I'm a little I'm a little worried for you um, because the would you rather's will eat your brain. We've been doing this. This is what we've done a lot of these north of seventy, and what ends up happening? You said we've only done one would you rather with you and you already spent a bunch of time oh, off, of course I did. <laughs> off mic thinking about this. And I'm so you're have already... To... <laughs> you're in the trap already. <laughs> I, I lived in the trap. i driving in my car in the middle of the week, and had Steve will be like, I just gotta clarify something about last week's Would You Rather.
3: <laughs>
0: so, you gotta be careful. Uh, you gotta be careful with this. So... Okay, so now we're peeing in someone else's pants. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, that's I think I think that's my choice. <laughs> so punch is just off the table. Throw
2: punches like the no, I mean, the, like it's, it's not... cool, but like no, this is the what are you gonna do with your pee conversation?
1: I would pee yeah. in somebody else's pants, or I would pee in somebody's <laughs> car. Uh, oh, here's a funny <laughs> prank. So you could pee in a gallon bag and then freeze it flat. And carry a bunch of flat pee bricks in a cooler what? and then when when somebody is like somebody's fucking with you or whatever they have their door their window cracked in the parking lot of a mall and you're like ah oh, fuck you Taurus <laughs> and you slip your flat brick of pee in their car and they get in their hot car at the shopping mall and they're like ah oh, what the fuck somebody pissed in my car seat hilarious <laughs> I think All the right.
2: problem uh, the problem with this is that I'm like act, you know you act could do
1: that yeah no you i have uh, i mean I, you could <laughs> you could put them in mail slots there's all kinds of stuff you can do with a pee oh, no. brick all right hey. so have we we've have all agreed that pings in someone else's pants
3: <laughs> urinary telekinesis
0: that's, we're all cute. <laughs> oh my
3: god
1: oh man okay well uh hey, thanks for listening to revolting and thank you ashley For your wit and wisdom and friendship. Uh, For people who are interested, Ashley's business is Cosmic Dirt. Can be found at CosmicDirt.net. We would also like to, again, thank Shimano for their confusing and but continued support. Um, You can help us get paid by subscribing to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you found us. Or subscribe to The Cycling Independent. It's cheap as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs> or go to the all, all hail to and get yourself a nice book or a sweatshirt or a skateboard deck, or maybe just some funny stickers, which I raised the prices on today. I'm sorry. Had to do wow. it.
4: Funny I know sticker they've inflation.
1: been, a, they've been a dollar a piece for 14 years. And my rent is on in tonight. Wow. My <laughs> rent just went up again. So I got a fucking, I got a, oh man, it just sucks. I hate being a business person. Hey, whatever. Anyway, uh, so thanks for listening to Revolting. On behalf of the Revolting Podcast and Cycling Independent, I'm Steve. I'm Robot. Don't forget to suck it.